0: Hello and welcome back to The Steph Gordon Show. I have been behind the scenes the last few weeks planning our next in-person event for my Purpose and Profit Mastermind, and I am so pumped for it. We usually run events based on teaching, but this one, we're really feeling a pull for connection and creating a high vibe place to share what's really happening in business what's been working like hotcakes and masterminding the things that maybe aren't going your way. So I'm going to be test running my new keynote there as well. I feel like there's no better place than the safety of your own community. So I'm very excited, but also mega nervous for that because I'm human, by the way. We're going to have a mimosa station, delicious food, and plenty of conversation starters for our guests to connect on a deeper level, and a fun panel of legends to share some hot tips about wins they've had and how those can be replicated by others within the community. Oh, this is my favorite kind of event, and I cannot wait. I think if there's one major lesson I've learned from all my years in business is that being surrounded by women who are in the same boat and especially women who are ahead of you is paramount to getting the success that you want. And that is what I want to discuss with you guys today. And I've put together seven of the biggest learnings that I've had from growing a seven-figure business. And I've done podcasts like this before, but I feel like they grow and adapt in every Six months or 12 months, I'm having huge drop ins, huge realizations, huge amounts of self reflection that make things so much clearer for me. And I want to share those with you as I go through them, as I have those realizations, and as I'm able to share them with you so that you can hopefully take something away and feel less alone on this crazy business journey. Before I dive in, I do need to apologize for my very husky voice. Um, I went to Snoop Dogg <laughs> a few weeks ago, actually, like maybe not the Monday, just gone, but the Monday before, and I was obviously singing my heart out because it's literally been like 12 days and my voice still hasn't fully come back, so your girl obviously loves a bit of Snoop Dogg, so you'll have to be patient with me today with my voice. So let's dive into my seven learnings from growing a seven-figure business. The first part of this is really about you. So growing a seven-figure business for me, really the only thing that kept getting in my way, the only roadblock I kept hitting, the only problem that I kept encountering over and over and over again in my business was me. And me being the roadblock, my self-belief, my perfectionism habits, my needing to be perfect, my needing to be liked, my needing to seem like I have it all together, and so my first big lesson here is really around radical self-acceptance because what I've learned is that if you want to be happy with who you are, you have to stop trying to be perfect. Perfection is a way of controlling the way that other people see you. And we can't, at the end of the day, control what anyone else will think about us, what anybody else will say about us. We can't control the way that we are perceived. We can't control the lens through which somebody else filters and receives us. And so in that case, that is so out of our control that trying to control it is just such an immense waste of your energy. If you could take all of that energy that you're spending right now on trying to control the outcome, on trying to control the way you're perceived, on trying to control... Every single little thing that you put out there on Canva, your words, your grammar, all of that stuff. If you put all of that energy into just learning a new skill, you would upskill 10 times faster. You would have 10 times more growth. But because we get bogged down in the tiny, minute details of perfectionism, that's where we're losing time. That's where things are holding us back. And for me personally, what it really came back to was radical self-acceptance. If I could learn to love myself for all of my flaws, learn to love not only the greatest parts of me, but the parts of me that maybe I haven't been most proud of, the parts of me that I had to look at and go, is this something that I want to be known for? And then actively work on those things and learn to love them regardless of whether I thought other people would love them, the faster that I had that radical self-acceptance that not everybody is going to like me, that I'm not everybody's cup of tea, that right now someone's going to listen to this podcast and go, this chick's full of shit. No matter what that thing was for somebody else, I can't control it. And so I have this radical self-acceptance, this radical self-love. If you want to be happy with who you are, stop trying to be perfect. Number two, it's about asking for help oh, ladies, this is just my biggest bug there and probably the biggest wall that I see within the walls of my mastermind. And just with women in general that I'm having general conversations with all of the time, women try so hard to manage everything alone. And I want to just say, you are not stronger if you struggle alone. It's okay, and in fact, it will be the best thing that you do to ask for help. And I'm not just talking about help in your business. I'm talking about help from family to be able to get your kids to bed, help from your husband to help clean up the house, help from your mother-in-law to come over and do your washing, help from family, help from friends, help from coaches, help from professionals. It is okay, and it is smart to ask for help. If you can allow yourself to be supported, your growth will skyrocket. Now, I have been in my past notoriously bad at asking for help. And I know I've spoken about this before, but as an only child, I found it really, really hard to ask for help. I found it really, really hard to allow people in because I've always just been me. I've always had my own back. I've always had to figure it out on my own. I never had a sibling to teach me trust. I never had a sibling to share the load. And so for me personally, it's been so tough to learn how to ask for help. And one of the best things that I've ever learned to do was just to say, Hey, I'm really not okay. I've got all these problems. Is there anything that you can help me with both to Tim, but also to my operations manager, also to my team, also to my parents? It's so important to say, Hey, Right now, I'm really not functioning at my best, but I want to be better, so I'm asking for help. If you can ask for help, your growth will skyrocket. You're not supposed to struggle alone. Number three is around stress. Let's be real, you're stressed. You're stressing all the time. Most of us in this day and age are stressed. We're stressing about finances. We're stressing about what we're going to eat tonight. We're stressing about what we're going to wear on the weekend. We're stressing about if you're in business, you're probably stressing about so many things all of the time. The problem with stress, and some people say, I hear this saying all the time, and as a highly ambitious driven woman, this is something that I totally struggled with as well, but I hear this, I work best under pressure. Girlfriend, you have to change that story. If that's your story, you have to change that story. Here's the truth about stress. Stress creates adrenaline in your body. Adrenaline puts your body into a fight or flight response, meaning that we are now in a survival mechanism. When we're in a fight or flight response, we're in a survival mechanism. Our logical brain turns off and our emotional brain turns on because fight or flight survival mechanism is about fear. It's fear-based. It means that lion is coming to eat me. I need to get the fuck out of here. And so if you're in a fight or flight response, you are not going to be able to make logical and smart decisions. Okay? So stress creates adrenaline. Adrenaline puts the body into fight or flight When we're in fight or flight, our emotional brain turns on and our logical brain turns off and we can no longer make good decisions. If you are living in a state of stress, that means that you are creating and probably have created a reactive business that won't be able to scale. So if you are constantly reacting, I'm dropping into what? I'm opening my emails. I'm going to solve this customer problem. I'm getting on a coaching call. I'm now moving on to this. I've got to send those notes out. Oh my God, I've got to post on social media. If nothing is planned and everything is reactive in your business, you are the bottleneck. You become the bottleneck, your business will not be able to scale. A stressed out, highly strung business owner does not make clear, concise, data-driven, logical decisions and data-driven, logical decisions are going to be the foundation for which your business grows and scales in a way that is actually going to create work-life balance for you. So you have to learn to manage your stress. Some of the ways that I manage stress is one, first of all, identifying when I feel it. So it's, okay, for me personally, I know I'm feeling really stressed if I start snapping at Tim. I know I feel really stressed if I start getting little heart palpitations, little flutters in my heart. I know I'm feeling stressed if I feel like crying for no reason. And so it's about being really aware of that and then having things in place. All right, so I need to turn my phone off this afternoon, get in the bath and read a fiction book. Okay, so what's your go-to when you're feeling stressed? What does that feel like in your body? When you acknowledge it, what's going to be your go-to? What's going to be the thing that you do to be able to break out of that fight-or-flight response, get your nervous system back to a normal and functional level, and then be able to make logical decisions in your business? So stress less, girlfriend, because right now it's going to be driving your business down. Number four is to drop the guilt. I saw a question in my mastermind this week that said, I feel guilty when I take a public holiday off in my business. And I want to talk about guilt because I feel like guilt is a very female-based emotion that we run in really heavy cycles and I run on really heavy guilt cycles as well. But you're a human being, you're not superwoman. So you're allowed a day off, you're allowed to drop the ball, you're allowed to make mistakes. Girlfriend, you're allowed to make like catastrophic fuck-ups. Those things are going to happen in your business, in your life. Like I said, you're a human. You are not superwoman. Guilt is such a low-level emotion. Guilting yourself is only keeping you stuck in low-level emotions for longer. The best thing that you can do to break the guilt cycle is to go, I fucked up. What's here to learn? Let's move on. That's it. It's that simple. Stop putting so much damn pressure on yourself to not make mistakes. Mistakes are how we learn. My darkest days when I've made the biggest mistakes, the most catastrophic bad business decisions, life decisions, relationship decisions. The days that I've made those mistakes, the next day when we take action and I figure out what we need to do to fix it so I never have to feel like this again, the next week after that, that is the best week of my life. Because I figured out that one, I'm human and I'm allowed to make mistakes. Two, I can learn from those mistakes so they never happen again. Three, my business, my life, my relationship is so much better for facing that head on and dealing with it than sitting in it for weeks and days and making myself a about it. You don't need to guilt bully yourself. Stop putting so much pressure on yourself and drop the guilt. Number five is around self-reflection. I think that in today's day and age, we spend so much time in distraction. I think that if you look around us, we have social media, we have TikTok, we have TV, we have YouTube, we have maths, which I hear about all the time, even though I don't watch it. And I think that we're really, really good at distracting ourselves away from doing the inner work. And when I'm talking about the inner work, I'm not saying you have to go get a trauma coach. I'm not saying any of that stuff. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. I don't know. But what I'm saying is you need to self-reflect and you need to create space for self-reflection. So self-reflection looks like asking yourself questions like, is this what I want? Am I happy with where I am and the action that I'm taking? It's about looking at an unideal situation and going, did I in any way contribute to this situation? I've grown my business so quickly because I've been the queen of self-reflection. I take regular time out to ask myself the hard questions, to actively look in and go, am I happy? Is this good? Is this what I wanted? I know I thought I wanted this before, but am I happy now I'm here? You have to take time out to ask yourself the hard questions. And then once you figure out the answers, take massive action towards changing them. Number six is around holding your boundaries. So I'm going to be really honest. A lack of boundaries invites a lack of respect. So unless you honor your boundaries, no one else is going to. And I love to use the analogy of a lawyer. A lawyer wouldn't just call you at 9pm without billing you for the extra hours and the outside of office hours. A doctor definitely would charge you a higher rate for outside of office hours or weekend hours. Anybody in any kind of professional services has no problems putting their boundaries in place. You can't just call your doctor outside of hours they're not going to answer, first of all. (laughs) Second of all, no matter how big or deep the emergency is, they're going to be like, go to hospital. That's it. That's your option. You probably in your business are not facing life or death situations, especially if like, you know, I've had this conversation with people who are social media coaches, business coaches, they're not life or death situations. And so in that case, and even if they were, they're probably not your responsibility you have to hold your boundaries. Now, holding your boundaries means you also need to know what your boundaries are. What are your boundaries? Where do you want to put them in place? Where do people overstep? What happens when people overstep? How will I communicate my boundaries? When and where will I tell people? How will I enforce them lovingly? It's not just about going, this is my boundary. You have to communicate it time and time again. You have to enforce it time and time again. But like I said, unless you honor your boundaries, no one else is going to. So figure out what your boundaries are, put them in place, and then communicate them everywhere. And last but not least, and this is a really big one, and if you listen to my podcast a lot, you'll know I'm really passionate about this, but it's prioritizing your health. Everything is super important until you are sick. And then you realize that there was only ever one thing that was important, and that's your health. So. If you don't prioritize your health, you are going to sacrifice it in order to get what you want. And prioritizing your health can look like different things to different people, but to give you an indication of how I prioritize my health every single day, and a lot of you have listened to my podcast, and if you haven't, about my burnout, please go and listen to my podcast on burnout, because that's what happens when you sacrifice your health in exchange for your goals. But the way that I prioritize my health every single day now is we go to the gym Every morning at five days a week, I move my body. I cook really healthy, nutritious breakfast for myself and I make sure that I count my macros. I count my macros so that I can make sure that I'm getting enough protein and vitamins and carbs and fats into my body for it to run optimally. I get regular blood tests to test my hormone levels on a cellular level. We walk every single day. I wear a Fitbit so I can make sure I get my steps in. I get lots of water and we take supplements every single night things like probiotics, things like magnesium. Um, Guys, it is just so simple. It's like my health routine probably takes me an hour and a half per day out of a 24-hour period. It's about getting enough sleep. It's about making time for self-care. It's about not burning yourself out. If you don't prioritize your health, you will sacrifice it in exchange for your goals. And then when you get to your goal and you realize that you've sacrificed your health, you will be so disappointed in yourself because nothing else matters. These are the seven lessons that I have learned growing a seven-figure business. I hope that some of these have resonated for you. I hope that some of these have landed for you. I'd love to know what you're going to do differently now that you've listened to this episode. I would love it if you dropped into my DMs and told me. As always, it means the world to me if you share this episode. If you think that somebody else in your network could love it, please share it to your stories. Please tag me. Please let me know that you're listening because it really genuinely means the world. I'll see you guys next week. babe. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. It means the absolute world to have you here with me. If you want more, head to the show notes below to check out our latest free resources along with the exclusive link for podcast listeners to book in a free 15-minute strategy session to find out how you can boom your biz.